Thank you, Matt. Well, again, good morning. Uh, it's good to see you all here and good to be able to be with you online as well. Uh, we are in uh, this Lenten series, which Lent is the season um, leading up to Holy Week specifically. Uh, to Easter Sunday, where we celebrate uh, that resurrection of the dead that Jesus accomplished and uh, the promises that we have from that. But in the season of Lent, what we're doing is we're looking at um, what does it mean to follow Jesus, Uh, hence the title of the series, Following the Way, specifically kind of focusing on the fact that Jesus calls himself the way, truth, and the life. But Jesus uh, has kind of given us a way of life here and now. He's given us disciplines. He's given us uh, practices, so to speak, of what his followers do, of what we uh, implement into our lives that help us grow in our faith, help us uh, navigate this life as best as we can, and ultimately uh, draw us closer to him. Uh, They aren't done to to show that, that God loves us more by doing them, but rather we become more aware of his love. Uh, we become uh, able to endure, we become stronger uh, in following Jesus in this life. And so he's given us practices to implement. And last week we kicked it off by looking at kind of the general posture of followers of Jesus, and the posture of followers of Jesus that he calls us to is a posture, a life of surrender. Uh, He he calls us fundamentally to be people who, when we follow him, um, we give over control of our life to him that it's a a regular pattern of of laying everything down at Jesus' feet and letting him lead us and guide us and and dictate where we go and and how we see the rest of the world. It's a life of surrender. And and really, the rest of the disciplines, the rest of the practices kind of follow that pattern in slightly different ways. And today, we look at the the discipline, the, the practice of prayer. I want you to notice when we heard the the reading for today where Jesus is kind of giving a a lengthy discussion about prayer, he begins by saying, when you pray. He didn't say, if you pray. He said, when you pray. Implication being, his followers are praying people. That that people who, who believe in him, who follow him, We are praying people. It's not a question of if we do it. It's a question of, of, hey, this is what you do when you pray. Uh, But here's what I know um, about myself, and I think for for maybe many of you here, people you know, even followers of Jesus, when we think about our prayer life, we think about how many times we pray, Jesus saying, when you pray, there's maybe a part of us that's like, man, like, when was the last time I prayed, like, not, like, in the church service where, like, Pastor or Luke, like, prays, and when we say the Lord's Prayer together, but when was the last time I prayed, like, about my day or, or, or when I prayed, uh, maybe not at mealtime, but when was the last time I just sat down and I prayed? And that may be a convicting question for you, and, and in a sense, that's a good thing, but but it's rather also meant to be an invitation to hear Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 6 addressing some of our biggest questions about prayer. Because I think for many of us uh, who who believe in Jesus, who follow him, we know prayer is good. Like, I think if we took a poll, is prayer good for us? I think nearly everybody in this room would be like, yeah, like, prayer is good for us. But oftentimes we we can view prayer kind of like vegetables. 
We know they're good for us. We know we should have more of it in our life. But let's be honest, we eat a lot of cupcakes too, (laughs) right? Like, there's a lot of things that can pull us away, and we know we should. We know we should pray more. But if we look at the inventory of our past week, past month, we maybe realize, like, man, like, I could do a lot more praying. And again, that may be convicting, but it's also meant to be an invitation to hear Jesus' words, because Jesus meets us in that, and he begins to answer the biggest questions that maybe you have about prayer. Questions like, who in the world am I even praying to? What is the whole point of prayer? And what in the heck am I supposed to pray for? Those sound like very basic questions, but I think those are very common questions that many of us have. And Jesus seeks to answer them for us. So who in the world are we even praying to? Which may sound like a very, like, duh question if you've been in the church, but, but I would tell you Jesus' answer to us is incredibly profound and, and gracious. Jesus, when he's instructing his disciples and instructing us, here's who you're praying to. Notice the words he uses. We say it at the beginning of what's called the Lord's Prayer whenever we say that together or maybe when you say it on your own. But the words that we begin it with are what? Our Father who is in heaven or who art in heaven. Our Father who is in heaven. And and that is so profound that Jesus says this is who you're praying to your Father who is in heaven. In other words, Jesus is saying this, that you, you are praying to the God who is above all and the God who knows you personally. The God who is all-powerful and who knows every single thing in your life who knows your desires, who knows your needs, who knows your fears. He knows you so intimately. That is who you're praying to. And that is, that is profound, and it is amazing. And it's good for us to remember that when we think about our prayer, that that is who we're praying to. Because even if you've grown up in the church, I think we can fall into one of two kind of views of God quite easily. We can maybe view God like he's too busy. Like I got, I got things in my life that, that I can deal with, I can manage. I don't know that we manage them all that well, but we can manage it. And listen, he's got bigger things to deal with. I don't want to bother him. And maybe you've had that thought. Maybe you haven't said it in those words, but we approach our life like that where we don't want to bring the things in our life to, to God because maybe we think that, that he doesn't really care or he's too busy dealing with other things and he's going to overlook us. Or on the flip side, maybe, maybe the reason why we don't pray is because we think that God can't actually answer it. And again, if you're a Christian, maybe you've never said it like that, but, but let me just be honest in my own life, we can live that way very often. That maybe we don't pray because we don't think God will actually do something. That God is actually powerful enough to fix that situation. We look at it, and it looks too hopeless. It looks too far gone. No way God could ever do anything about it. We think he's too busy, or we think he's too small. 
But notice what Jesus says. He says, no, you are praying to your Father in heaven, the one who is, who is, who is bigger than anything in this world. He can handle it. He's powerful. He can answer our prayers. But even more than that, he is your father, which is a scandalous thing for Jesus to say. That you and me, we can approach him like our heavenly father. Like Jesus didn't say, when you pray, pray to, O divine, all-powerful being. He didn't say that. He said, pray to your father. That is amazing. And you may think, well, how the heck can I approach God like that? You can approach God like that because we approach in Jesus. Because, yeah, we are imperfect and we are unworthy to approach the almighty, all-powerful God. You are unworthy. I am unworthy. And yet, through Jesus Christ, his life for you, his death to forgive you, his resurrection to secure this relationship, you, you can go to God and you can bring your requests, you can bring your prayers directly to him because of Jesus. He has established this relationship no matter what you've done. In Christ, you can approach God as your father who can answer your prayers, who hears your prayers, and will answer them. That is who you're praying to. And it's good to remember that. And Jesus wants us to have that in our minds to invite us to pray. But, but Jesus also then reminds us, hey, um, it's important to know what prayer is ultimately about, though. Because we can sometimes get some misconceptions about what prayer is all about. Uh, that's what he's talking about in, in chapter 6 when he begins at verse 5. I'm going to read to you these again. He says, And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogue and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. That's the key. Truly I say to you that they have received their reward. And then jumping down to verse 7, he says, And when you pray, don't heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do or as the rest of the world does. For they think that they will be heard by their many words. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. See, what Jesus is doing is he's setting up two wrong ways to view prayer. He's saying one way to view prayer is, is kind of like it's this, this spiritual performance that you put on. That, that he's pointing to the religious leaders of his day and he's saying, hey, look at what they do. They go and they make sure everybody hears them. Everybody sees how awesome they are. Everyone sees that those, those are the good guys. That's the right team. And they show everyone how religious and how pious they are. And Jesus is saying, that's not what prayer is about. Prayer isn't about you showing everybody else how religious you are. It's not some spiritual performance that you're putting on for God or for the rest of the world. And then likewise, Jesus says, listen, don't be like, he says the Gentiles, but in that day it was meaning the, the kind of pagan religion of that world. Because what they would do is they would just be like, hey, let's say the magic words, let's say the right phrases and then the gods will give us what we want they'll do what we ask maybe it's like a better crop maybe it's us having kids or maybe it's us healing a disease or whatever it is but you got to say the right words in the right way in the right phrasing and what they're viewing god is they're viewing him like like he's this this transaction that they initiate 
I do this, God does this. And they view it as this transaction. And Jesus is saying, that's not what prayer's about either. About saying the right words in the right way to kind of get God to do what you want. Jesus is saying, that's not what prayer is. And now you may hear those and be like, nobody in our day thinks about prayer like this. But I would say this, I, I think a lot of people do. Maybe some of us even have viewed prayer like this. Like, think about the times in your life when maybe you're out at a restaurant and you have the, the urge to say, hey, let's, let's pray as we get the meal. And then there's that thing in the back of your mind that's like, no, I don't want people to see me pray, and so you don't pray. You're viewing prayer as the spiritual performance. You're not like the hypocrites that want to show everyone, but you're like, I don't want to be seen for it. You're still viewing it as a spiritual performance in front of other people. Or if you've had the thought, man, I don't know if God really hears my prayers because I've done a lot of really messed up stuff. Um, I don't know the right words to speak. I, I don't know the phrasing. You're viewing prayer as this transaction that you got to say the right thing in order for God to actually listen to you. But Jesus said, that's not what prayer is. No, prayer fundamentally is about expressing your dependence on God. That that's fundamentally what prayer is, is, is expressing your need for God. And that's what's so helpful about Jesus using the father or parent-child relationship. Because like, I think about my daughter. Um, I think about the five-year-old Andre, or soon-to-be five-year-old Andre. When she comes to me and wants to present a request to me, you know what she does? She calls me mom half the time. Like, she gets it wrong. Sometimes she'll call me, like, the cat's name. Like, she gets it wrong, and then when she tries to, like, say it, like, it's like a game of detective. Like, what are you asking for? Like, you gotta, like, ask, like, 50 questions to be like, what are you trying to say? Because she, she's trying to describe it, but she doesn't have the right words to describe it. Now, here's the thing. I hear all of that, and what am I gonna do as her parent be like, well, you said the wrong thing, so nope, not gonna give it to you. Or I'm going to make her prove herself in order to give her what she needs. Like, nope, you can't eat any food until you do X, Y, or Z. No, we don't do that. No, as parents, we, we listen to the requests of our children even when they don't know what the heck they're saying. Even when they stumble over their words. Even when they're being jerks. You give them what they need. Because they need it. And in the same way, that's what God wants us to see, that when we come to him in prayer, it's not about you putting on a performance. It's not about you having the right words. All he wants is you to express your need for him. And that may come out in a whole jumble of words. That may come out in in kind of exasperated, whatever it is, God invites you to bring that to him. Expressing your need for him. And as you do that, your relationship with him deepens. See, that's what prayer fundamentally is all about. It's not about us getting things from God. It's about deepening our relationship with him. You know, sometimes when we come to God and we express our prayer and we say, God, um, 
grant me this or, or fix this situation or give me, you know, whatever it is, we bring a, a request to him, even if it's over something important, we bring it to him, and, and maybe God doesn't answer in the way that, that we're expecting or that we hope or we feel like he's not answered it. I've heard from people, and maybe you've had this thought like, yeah, I've tried that whole prayer thing, but prayer doesn't work. Which, let's just think about it. That sentence doesn't make sense. That's like saying to your spouse, um, well, I, I, I brought my request to them for something, and they told me no, and then you walk away saying, conversation with my spouse doesn't work. No, you're just talking with another person who may not always respond in the way you want. <laughs> it's just a normal relationship. And you see, that's what prayer is all about, is deepening our relationship with him. And sometimes that means when we bring our prayer to him, sometimes the answer is no or not yet. Or here's something else. But, but the invitation is that we continue reaching out, continue coming to our Heavenly Father, expressing our need, expressing our emotions, expressing our frustration or our joys. And over the course of time, you know what happens? Just like every other relationship where you have conversations and you listen and you go back and you listen, you know what happens? You grow closer together. The relationship deepens as you speak and listen over and over again. And that's what prayer is about expressing your need for your heavenly father and deepening that relationship. Now, all that being said, you may still be like, okay, but what in the world am I supposed to say? Like, what, what is out of bounds, Pastor Andy, in, in what I can pray about? Or like, what are the things that I should be praying about? And in a sense, the answer is whatever you want to bring to God. In a very real sense, that is the answer. But Jesus gives us a little more practical insight, and, and that's where we have the Lord's Prayer. If you're wondering, what are the things I can pray about? What are the things that are good and helpful for me to be thinking about to pray? Jesus gives us the Lord's Prayer to answer that question, to help direct, here are some categories to pray about. So Jesus talks about, hey, when you pray to your Heavenly Father, pray Pray for his will and his way to become a part of your life. That's what he means when he says, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. Essentially what we're saying is, God, help me see how you are working in my life and help me see it, respond to it, and me align to your ways in this world. We're saying, God, show me how you were at work. Help me conform to you, not, God, you conform to me. But how can I live in your ways? How can I submit to your will? Jesus goes on and he says, it's not just about submitting to him, but it's also bringing your needs to him. That's what Jesus says, pray, pray for our daily bread. You are to think about, what are the things I need today? tangible, intangible. What are the things I need right now? And Jesus says, bring them to God. What are the things my family needs right now in the next couple days, next years? What are the things we need? Bring them to God. And now sometimes we begin to realize over the course of the conversation with God, we don't need the things we think we need. Sometimes that's a part of the process 
But God invites us to bring whatever it is we're like, I need this. My family needs this. My friends need this. We bring it to him. And then lastly, Jesus, Jesus reminds us that what we also pray for is we, we call upon God's mercy in our life. That's why Jesus goes on from talking about his will and kingdom and then our daily bread, and he says, forgive us our debts as we seek to forgive our debtors. He reminds us that, that what we pray about as well is the fact that we're unworthy, we're sinful, we fall short, and God, I need your grace. And we pray for that. We ask to receive his mercy, and then we ask, how can I help share that in the way you've given that to me? We pray for his will, we pray for our needs, and we pray for his grace and his mercy into our life. And if you were just to approach your prayer life and to think about those three categories, there's a whole lot of things you can pray for as you just think about those three things. And so one example could be this. You're driving to work or you're going on your morning commute from your bed to your home office, whatever it is for you. You just think to yourself, here's my prayer. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, um, I'm frustrated at my job today. Help me to see my purpose in this, even though it's frustrating. Help me to see how you're at work in, in this season of life. Help me to have joy in this, even when it's hard. What are you praying for in that? You're praying for God's will to be shown in your life, to kind of see his purpose in maybe this difficult season. And then maybe you go on and say, Heavenly Father, um, my, my kid is having a difficult time with some relationships at school. Can you be with them? And you can, can you help kind of the relationships they have with those other students kind of be resolved? And, and, and my, my dad's going in for a test later this week. Can you be with him? Can you give a speech? You're praying for what? You're praying for your daily needs, your, your daily bread. And then you conclude it by maybe saying, Father, help me to deal with Dale. Nobody likes Dale. Everybody hates Dale. Dale is the worst. Did you know you could pray like that? You could pray to God, God, help me not kill this person today. You could be honest in your prayer. But, but you pray and you say, God, help me to see how, how I am your Dale. And you have loved me and you have forgiven me. Help me to, to in whatever way I can, share that with Dale, even though he drives me crazy. Help me to see that you love me and I can respond with kindness and graciousness to him. What are you praying for? You're praying for God's grace in your life and you're praying for the power to share that. And that's it. You go about your day praying for God's will, praying for your needs, and praying for his forgiveness in your life over and over. I'll give you one last reminder. Sometimes people are like, well, I gotta, I gotta figure out the plan. I gotta figure out my next steps. Here's your next step. Take Nike's advice, which isn't always good, but in this instance it is. Just do it. Seriously. You wanna grow in your prayer, just do it. Set aside 10 seconds or a minute out of your day and say, I'm gonna pray. Put it on your calendar, literally, for a one-minute thing. Put it on your calendar, whatever it is you need to do. Be like, this is my minute of prayer, and I'm going to make sure I pray at that minute. Before we have our meal, I'm going to pray. When someone tells me something going on in their life, instead of maybe simply saying, I'll pray for you, what if, what if you prayed for them in that moment, which I know would 
maybe take us out of our comfort zone, but what if you did that? See, the simple thing to grow in your prayer life is this, just do it. Wherever you feel like you are, start there. Praying for God's will, praying for your needs, and praying for his forgiveness. That is what Jesus invites us to do. I'll close with this. Um, There's a story of a woman who kind of went to one of those garage sales and found a sign that she really liked that said, prayer changes things. And she bought it, hung it up on her wall, and her husband came home and looked at the sign and told her, take that down. And the wife was like, why? What do you have against prayer? And her husband said, I don't have anything else against prayer. I don't like change. Now, I tell you that because I think sometimes our issue isn't we don't know who we're praying to. We don't know why to pray. We don't know what to pray for. Sometimes I think why we don't pray is because we're afraid that it will change us. And we know that, that it will move us in a direction that is scary. But I want to encourage you that even though God will change you, he is good and gracious and he will guide you. So let us come to him in our prayers often. Amen.